The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O you, Lord. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Good morning. Brothers and sisters, it's a great privilege and a great joy for me to be with you as we celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass this day. As Father Chris introduced, my name is indeed Deacon Matthew Sawyer. I am a seminarian studying for the Diocese of London, and God willing, myself, along with three, two other seminarian brothers, Deacon TJ and Deacon James, will be ordained at the end of April, God willing and Bishop willing. At the end, I've been in seminary quite some time, I've taken some time off for a few years to work and to finish my degree at the university next to the seminary a little bit, but off and on I've been at this for 12 years. I started seminary in 2011, so if you still have your prayer cards from way back then, you might see me on it. I look kind of different though. I didn't have a beard, but the seminary has changed a lot too. We have new teachers, new seminarians, new bedrooms, new washrooms, which we're all very happy about, new classrooms, and yet I'm still there. So I'm looking forward for this to be my last year of school. Please, God, let it be the last year. But I would like to thank Father Chris for inviting me to be with you all this weekend. I've had the great privilege of knowing all of these priests for quite some time. Father Chris uh, was the pastor of a neighboring parish to my home parish back when I was first entering into seminary. And when he heard he had a seminarian in the area, he was very excited and it and brought me in right away. And I was lucky enough years later to have him as my internship supervisor. And Father Morrison was living in Wallaceburg at the time as well, so I got to know him a lot better than I had in the past. And he's taught me a lot, like humility, 
because he beats me in cards every stinking night. And I've known Father Mark Poulin even longer than that because, believe it or not, he was my pastor while I was in elementary school. And so all of these priests have had a significant impact on my vocation and have offered their prayers and support to me. And so if there's any young men thinking that the priesthood seems interesting or they're trying to think about where God might be calling them, you're in good hands with these guys. So I'm not just some random deacon off the street that Father Chris found and was sorry. And better yet, Father Chris hasn't gotten tired of me yet. So brothers and sisters, today's gospel reading is short and simple. It's simple, yet not so easy to follow through on. Jesus is yet again under scrutiny from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And after being questioned, questioned quite extensively, a Pharisee came before Jesus and asked him to tell him which of the commandments were the greatest. You see, brothers and sisters, in the Old Testament, in the Pentateuch, the five, the first five books of the Bible, the commandments were laid out before the Jewish people, starting with the ten that Moses brought down from the mount, in those stone tablets we see in every movie that's ever been about the Exodus. And then those ten commandments quickly grew and expanded until there were well over 600 of them. Father Chris and I googled it in the car ride over here. There's 613 precepts in the Jewish law. They all pertain to different things. How to worship, what clothes they're allowed to wear, their dietary restrictions, what they are and are not allowed to eat, what to do if somebody got sick. Practically everything they needed to be a healthy and functioning society a kingdom of God here on earth. And now, here we have Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, establishing a new covenant, a kingdom of new believers here on earth. And he was asked, out of all 613 commandments, which one of them is the greatest? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All right then. Love God. Love your neighbor. Seems easy enough. I just do those things and I'm set for eternal life, right? Well, not so fast. We all know that life isn't just that simple. 
It would be great if it was, though, that if we could just come up with a to-do list and check all the boxes, that there would be a great reward waiting for us. But sometimes we still seem to fill, sometimes we still seem to fall into this rut spiritually. We still seem to think like life is a to-do list. If we pray this amount of rosaries, if we donate this much time into the events of the church, if we hold the door open for this many strangers, I'll get to heaven. Brothers and sisters, our faith is so much more than a divine to-do list. It's so much more than doing X, Y, and Z, and then God will love me. Our faith is not just a moral principle we choose. It's not just a philosophy. Our faith is a relationship. In his encyclical, Deus Caritas S, God is love. The late Pope Benedict XVI said this, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. Brothers and sisters, to be a Christian is to encounter Jesus Christ, the living and the true God, the God who loved us so much that he became man for us. He lived and dwelt among us. He suffered and died for us. And then he was, he rose from the dead in his great resurrection to restore all of creation into a newness of life, into a new relationship with the Lord. All of creation, including each and every one of us. We are all made new in Jesus. To be a Catholic Christian is to encounter him in a far more intimate manner than even our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters ever could. Through the sacraments and the Holy Scriptures, we come to see the Lord face to face. And we come to share in an outpouring of grace that fills our entire being and then ties us into a relationship with Almighty God. Through the Eucharist, we receive the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ into our very bodies, internalizing the love he has for each one of us. And then we carry that love outside of the doors of the church, into the world, into our homes, into our workplaces, 
into our schools, the soccer field, the baseball diamond, our favorite stores, our favorite restaurants, the list goes on and on. When you love someone, you don't have like a list of do's and don'ts and then they will love me. That if I take out the trash, clean my room, if I do this or that, then they will love me. No. We do all those things because we already love them. They're not actions that build love. They're actions that we do out of love. God loves us unconditionally and pours that love out on us through the church, through the sacraments, and through encounters with one another. And then we take that love and we share it with the world around us, with our friends, with our families, our neighbors, and even our enemies. Because we all have that one person at our workplaces that we just don't get along with. Some of us might live with them at the seminary. So if you see any seminarians, apologize for me in advance. That is our mission as the Holy Church of God, brothers and sisters. As the citizens of the Kingdom of God. To acknowledge and receive the love of God and to love Him in return by encountering him through prayer and the sacraments, through acts of love and charity towards one another, to see Christ in the person on the street, in the person in the pew next to you, to follow the examples of Christ through our thoughts, our words, and our actions. We are not called to be disciples of an idea or disciples of a principle, disciples of a philosophy. We are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, Son of God, the God-made man who calls us into relationship with him and into relationship with each other so that we can build the kingdom of God here on earth. As we prepare to receive Christ at his altar today, let us ask him to always help us to love him with our whole heart, our whole soul, and our whole mind so that we may come to be more like him and boldly share the love of God with a world who so desperately needs it.